0: What's up everybody, welcome to Trail Tales. My name is Kyle O'Grady, I am a thru-hiker, I am a peak bagger, I am a hiking nerd and this is the podcast where every single Wednesday I chat with another thru-hiker, another peak bagger and another hiking nerd just like myself. I will say this is a bit of a different episode because my guest is not a peak bagger or a thru-hiker, he is certainly kind of a hiking nerd though because Kristen Morgan is is on the show this week. He supported Carl Sabe in his successful attempt to break the fastest known time for the Appalachian Trail in 2018. And in 2019, Kristen went for an attempt himself. It did not go as well as he would have liked. And we talk about what happened there and what he's going to do differently when he goes for another attempt, most likely in 2020. And yeah, it was it was a different episode for Trail Tales standards, which is awesome. It was really cool to ask a experienced ultra runner a lot of kind of some beginner questions that I've always wondered about the people who go for these FKTs and stuff and it was it was a lot of fun hopefully if you're an ultra runner you'll find my questions amusing if you're somebody who doesn't understand this stuff as much then hopefully you'll learn something like i did either way it was a great time and i gotta thank Kristen for for reaching out to me he he was the one that wanted to do this i didn't contact him first and uh yeah dude when you hear this just thank you so so much and i can't wait to talk after you successfully break the fkt I think I'm going to keep this introduction short, folks. I I really mean that this time. Just make sure you go check out all the social media. Instagram at TrailtalesPod. Facebook, Trailtales on Facebook. Uh, Yeah, go go check that out. And email TrailtalesPod at gmail.com. And the Patreon. I forgot to mention that the last couple episodes. So if you're interested in supporting the show, if you tune in every single week and you want to help me continue to do this thing, please go check out the Patreon. That's patreon.com slash You'll get some, some bonus content and we're starting to do these like monthly video chats with everybody that can make it and we just talk hiking and stuff. So it's really fun. So yeah, patreon.com slash And the last thing I want to say here is that if you're looking to get into ultra running or you're training for any sort of endurance challenge, be sure to check out Christian's website. He actually does Online uh, endurance coaching, I believe, and it sounds like it, it, it would be a lot of fun and and very helpful as well. He's looking to raise some funds for his his upcoming FKT attempt in 2020. So, hey, if you can help him out and you know get something out of it, obviously as well. If you're looking to train for something, definitely go do that. I will leave a link to his website in the show notes, and he also he, he mentions it at the end of the episode as well. With that said. I think we're going to get into it. One of the very few Trail Tales episodes so far talking about ultra running and FKTs. So yeah, I hope you enjoy. What's going on, everybody? Christian Morgan, a ultra runner, is on the show today. This is going to be a unique episode of Trail Tales. Um, I'm assuming most of the people listening have heard some other episodes and stuff. You know that most of my guests are either peak baggers or through hikers, you know, hiker trash folks like myself. And Christian is a little bit of a different guest. And um, I am very excited about that. I, I have not talked to too many ultra runners. I have not talked to anybody who has attempted to set the FKT... For the Appalachian Trail, which obviously is not too many people that have tried to do that, so uh, this is going to be a cool episode. Christian, dude, what's up? Thank you so much for uh, for taking the time. I would say like uh, tonight, but it's it's morning where you are in Thailand. So uh, yeah, dude, thank you so much.
1: No, it's so nice. It's nice to be a guest, and like I'm usually listening to you as when I'm hiking through the jungle, um, listening to your podcast. So it's pretty cool to actually be chatting to you. And yeah, I'm in Thailand right now. The sun's just come up. I'm just right next to the beach. So um, yeah, different different setting for me over here than you back over in the States.
0: Definitely, definitely. Because right now it is, we, we are exactly 12 hours apart, everybody. So right now it is a, approximately 9.15 p.m. on a Friday night. So I've had a couple drinks, you know, my week just ended. I'm feeling good, but uh dude, it's uh it's morning over there. You're on the beach like you said, which is a uh, I f- so this first of all, I feel like there's a number of firsts here. Um first of all, you're definitely the first guest to ever like be on the show coming from Asia, which is cool. Um or 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 really any other continent besides uh North America or Europe, I guess. Cuz I did have one guest from uh from Britain. Um. So that's that's cool, and I feel like you're also definitely the first guest to ever record an episode of Trail Tales on the beach. Like that is a uh, that is pretty unique. Mm. First of all, dude, what are you doing? Like, what are you like, what are you doing over there? I know you're from uh, from London, right?
1: Yeah, that's it. I'm based in London, and uh, this. So I do a race. This will be my fourth year entering the Thailand North Face 100K, and I'm over here training for it um i've done it consecutively like 17 18 and 19 and so i always come over here a couple of weeks before do some training get heat acclimatized and then run the race and it's also not just for the race i just enjoy the food and Mm -hmm. the weather so i kind of take it as a bit of a holiday as well so that's what i'm doing over here yeah
0: all right, this is um my American is going to show here, but how many miles is a hundred kilometers? I'm I'm literally googling oh, it
1: right now. Let's see. Oh, six, six, 62.5 miles.
0: So so only someone like yourself would consider training for a sixty two mile race a holiday a vacation like that is that's pretty nuts, dude. When is when is the actual race?
1: Oh um so next week on Sat so one. It's Saturday today, isn't? It? No, it's Saturday tomorrow. So one week tomorrow. So just um, I'm on my what they call a taper now. So just taking it easy. So next week on Saturday, yeah.
0: Cool, man. Cool, man. Well, uh, well, best of luck to you there. That's that's really cool. Um, this is this is gonna be an ep- like a weird episode for me because I am I am as most of my listeners probably know, and as you certainly know, dude, because we talked about it like five seconds before we started recording. I'm out of my comfort zone here. I am not an <laughs> ultra runner. I I know what an FKT is. I don't know very much about actually trying to set one or break the records or, or any of that stuff. So honestly, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit out of my comfort zone here. That being said, this is going to be a kind of a first for Trail Tales. You know, I've talked to a couple people that dabble in ultra running and through hiking, kind of a little bit of both. Maybe some people that have gone for some FKTs, but nothing like the Appalachian Trail, like trying to set the fucking speed record for the Appalachian Trail. So, dude, I don't even know where to start with this. Um, That's that's a lie. I kind of do. I should probably just have you give it, like, an introduction and all, and all that stuff. So, yeah, dude, like tell me now that we're five minutes in, I probably should ask this first, but tell me who you are, you know, what you've done, like what you're biography is your your resume of sorts. Yeah, let let everybody know uh what's good.
1: So I will start with uh I well I used to yeah, so how did I get into running? I suppose it would be a good way to start. I, I yeah. used to do boxing. Um, I used to do some amateur boxing as part of the training for amateur boxing. That is not boxing. the way I,
0: I would picture somebody getting into running. Just first of all, like that, <laughs> how many people have ever said, yeah, I got into running because I was like boxing before? Anyways, I cut you off there, but I thought that was pretty funny.
1: <laughs> boxing. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like what's the connection there? But <laughs> yeah, so we used to go for, a, we have like pubs over here in England and it's a, it, it, we used to run down from the boxing club to the pub and then turn around and come back and that was <laughs> <laughs> we didn't stop in the pub to drink we just turned around come okay, back okay. <laughs> and, I, and ran back to the club so these little mini runs were kind of um i suppose a segue into that's how i started running and i used to tr- do some training runs with my friend um joe and then one year just randomly i used to buy the local newspaper the Express and Star, and the Wolverhampton Marathon was advertised in there. And in these, these days, this was in the year 2000. So like, you could just turn up on the day and just enter. So I was like, Oh, that looks good. So I just turned up on the day. And nothing more than the training runs down to the pub and back. Um, And I just, I just did it my first marathon. And I was like, wow, that. And I remember sitting down with my mum afterwards, we're in a pub not the pub but a pub (laughs) there's lots of pubs in britain i can imagine and um yeah she's just like looking over at me and saying christian you're shining i had long hair at the time she's like you kind of look like jesus and i was like well i feel like jesus honestly i just i just ran a marathon you know so so after that um i ran more and that's how i started running and then maybe an interesting thing would be to say actually how i met carol sabay because it's quite key in this conversation sure sure
0: yeah we'll we'll definitely get into that uh as as we go But yeah dude how how did you how did you guys meet first of all actually no hold on first of all why don't you just uh real quick say who who he is just for those who might not know
1: well i suppose first and foremost he's a friend you know um Mm. he's yeah i can go into how i met him but what carol sabay has achieved is pretty epic he's the um pacific crest trail fkt holder He's got the, the fastest known time for the PCT, and he's also uh, the Appalachian Trail FKT holder, and he has the fastest known time for that also. So there's not many people in history who have laid down both, uh, who, you know, who have gone and got the record for both those trails. Yeah, that's, that's, that's incredible. Yeah, he's in Belgium. Um, and yeah, that's that's him. That's who he is. That's what he's done
0: um how did you guys meet then yeah
1: yeah uh, so after mar, i did 10 years of kind of road marathon running with a couple of trail marathons and then in 2009 so i guess it was nine years i got into my first ultra marathon and uh during that period i met carol at a race in the desert called the marathon de sables So we were chilling out in one of the tents, having nice conversations after running all day in the desert. And we just kind of, I don't know, like I was, so when you're in the desert over there, you're assigned a bunch of tent mates and he was kind of escaping his tent mates and I was escaping my tent mates. And we're just in this communal area and we seem to kind of get along really well. Um, And he told me about the PCT and, he, he just said he was going to hike it. I don't think at that point he he was he was like going public right there. And then that he was going to go for the record. And we just resonated with each other. You know, we were both pretty mellow, chilled out, quiet characters. And we both got along um, with each other. And then I was looking on Strava. I don't know if you guys use Strava or have heard of it in the hiking community. Uh, I think that's uh,
0: more like runners. Yeah. But I mean, I'm, I'm familiar with it. And I'm sure a number of people listening are.
1: Yeah, so just this online running app. And anyway, I saw a post and it said, Carol Subei, uh breaks speed record on the Pacific Crest Trail. So I sent him a message. I was like, hey, congratulations, that's really good. And he sent me one back and sa- said, thanks. I'm thinking of going for the Appalachian Trail. Do you want to <laughs> come and support? And I was like, "Yep, yeah, I'm in. I didn't even think about it. I was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to help out. So that's how we met
0: mm-hmm. in
1: Morocco in the desert.
0: See, so that's, that's so incredible. Um, how a connection formed in Morocco, a place that is very foreign to the Appalachian Trail, could somehow kind of lead back to the AT like that. I, I think that's awesome. So why don't we kind of get into what it's like to support someone? So again, like, out of my comfort zone here, I don't know anything about fucking supporting people or do, setting an FKT. So I'm just curious, dude, like, What does a typical day, I don't know, when you're supporting somebody trying to set an FKT like this look like on on your end as the supporter rather than the person who's uh, attempting to to set the record?
1: Yeah, so I'll take a typical day. I was with Carol for, I think it was 15 or 16 days. um, And it would pretty much work out that Carol would start each day by getting up at 3.30 in the morning and pretty much setting off before 4 a.m. You know, he'd have his porridge and his um, coffee and head out into onto the trail. And then um, I would join. He, he would run for a couple of hours, maybe three, maybe four hours. And we would meet him. So he'd do that first dark section alone. Mm-hmm. And then also, let me just paint a picture. So it's not just me. Carol did the supported record, which means that there was a car there. And that had yeah, all his supplies in because there's the supported and there's this unsupported record. So Carol did the supported. There was a car there. His um, friend um, Joe was the driver and eventually Carol's wife turned up and then I would be in the car. So we'd meet Carol a couple of hours later, about eight in the morning, and then I would join Carol and I would run with him for the rest of the day. And so he would usually cover in between about, I'm working in kilometers again. Uh, He would cover (laughs) around 10 or so miles, maybe 12 miles. I mean, it changed each day depending on the terrain. Sure, sure. And then I would, yeah, then I would join him for the rest of the day, which was usually about, I don't know, 36 to 38 miles or so. Um, And then we'd finish the day together. So he'd do the morning section by himself. I mean, there's a lot more that goes into it. But, yeah, I would run with him from – the first meet point for the rest of the day.
0: What, um, so you said, did I hear you there about roughly about 15 days you supported him for?
1: Yeah, I think it was 15 or 16. I forget now, but it's, yeah, one or the other, about a third of the attempts.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, so about a third of it. Um, was that, were those 15, 16 days, uh, like kind of consecutive Were they spread out throughout the trail? I'm honestly just kind of curious what parts of the AT, that you yourself kind of uh, hit while you were supporting him.
1: Yeah, I joined him on day eleven, his day eleven, and he was doing about fifty miles a day. So you could say that he was about about five hundred and fifty miles in. As so a what's rough that like?
0: Guess. Virginia, like central Virginia, maybe a little bit southern yep. Virginia
1: yep that that definitely sounds about right, and then I was with him till day twenty six so I was with him for fifteen days, so we went through um and yeah so day twenty six we'd passed the ha- ho- we'd well past the halfway mark mm-hmm. um and I think it was around new York yeah around gotcha. new york that i i left him, so all that section and it was consecutive yeah every day that, that, um, so if
0: he's running fifty miles a day um so obviously you, you, he was running the first part of the day by himself. Like you said, how many miles a day were like you like running with him usually? Cause like, I mean, that's a 50 miles a day is a lot of obviously this dude set the, do I even need to say that? Like Kyle really like the dude set the fucking <laughs> speed record. And he, I'm like, yeah, that's it's a lot of miles, but like, I, I'm just curious, like yeah. how, how many miles a day were you like running with him on average? Obviously it's going to vary a little bit, but.
1: Yeah, give or take a few miles, it was about thirty-five miles each day Mm -hmm. that I was running with him.
0: Which is which is awesome. It's a lot.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah.
0: What did um what did his support crew look like? So actually, hold on a second. So so obviously, a supported uh, FKT. Um, you kind of explained what that was, but I, I I'm just curious, like um more details. So like, what does a supported crew look like? Um. How many people are traveling with him? I guess uh, yeah. We'll kind of start there. Like, and, and what kind of like vehicle slash amenities do these th- does the support crew uh, have?
1: So when I turned up, I was picked up from a motel by Joe. Joe was the the not just the driver. Joe's also a close friend to Carol. And if I got it right, I think their their partners are both sisters. So I don't know if that makes them brother in laws, but They're they're kind of friends from many years ago. Mm -hmm. So Joe picked me up from a motel in a 4x4. I don't know the model, but it was just Mm some like 4x4. And uh, he drove me to the trail. And then at the time, Carol already had gone through two paces. He was on his second pacer. So he started off with, I think, a pacer called Joe. And then there was another pacer. Uh, I forget his name, which uh, doesn't really matter. But the, And this other pacer came down the trail with Carol. So at the time when I arrived, there was, there was Carol himself and two support people. Um, and then in the car, like in the back, it's got like an esky or a cool box full of ice and drinks. And then you've got shoes everywhere. <laughs> it was pretty organized, though, actually. Uh, you've got changes of clothes, uh, food and it's pretty cramped inside the car but yeah that's the setup it's it, it's kind of and then um that would carry everything that carol needed and obviously kind of running vests yeah, like, yeah. to carry food and water and so and stuff like that yeah
0: where um where where was he sleeping you know for the um few hours that he was sleeping at? where where does that uh take place in
1: a tent so he slept on the like trail well not on the trail because he would so at the end of the day we would get to where the crew were yeah um, and the crew would have the the, like carol's tent would be set up along with so carol would sleep by himself in a tent and then joe would set another tent up and he said that i was welcome to sleep in that but i just wanted to set my own tent up because i just bought this nice new little tent So I'd get back, set my tent up and we'd be at like road crossings or designated camping areas. Um, a couple of times Carol had to camp out, you know, sleep, um, in a shelter or something. And so, yeah, it was all very on and on or close to the Appalachian trail.
0: In those circumstances where he was camping out, you know, away from a road crossing, were people Mm. hiking in ahead of time and like setting up stuff for him? like I'm like there's no way this dude was like carrying in his own gear and shit while he was on like an fkt supported attempt right
1: yeah you've got it right so that's exactly what would happen someone would hike in and they would maybe um set him set a meal up you know get some food ready for him maybe a couple of provisions mm. uh, some resupplies for the next day and yeah exactly Car- ca- but carol's pack was you know, sometimes I'd feel his pack or sometimes I'd run with his pack. Yeah. His, his pack was actually, I say pretty heavy, but compared to you guys, it's nothing.
0: (laughs) Right. But I mean, you gotta keep in mind this, this dude's doing like 50 plus fucking miles a day. Like obviously every, every ounce is gonna, is gonna count in that circumstance just like it is when you're doing a, a more traditional through hike. So, so I, I could see again, as someone who has never done anything like this or even in a trail run or anything like that, um, I could see, you know, even you know, with a small pack like that with just like your food and your water and stuff, like still wanting to mm. to, to keep the weight down in uh, in that yeah. regard, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well well, I mean it was uh it's necessary. You need the water, you gotta have you gotta constantly eat, um and then uh things like this. So yeah, you can't just run without a pack. Even if it is supported you've still gotta carry some stuff. Yeah. Yeah
0: let me ask you this. So you, you were hiking with him or I say hiking, running, hiking, whatever. Um, (laughs) during kind of the like heart of his fucking attempt, like right smack in, you know, in in the middle pretty much. And so I'm just curious to actually have you talk a little bit about, um, but what he was kind of going through about what he was feeling. And and this is going to kind of transition to your attempt. Um, we're going to get there in just a few minutes here, but, um, he he like kind of see maybe i'm gonna show my ignorance here but just from looking at like uh like the numbers and stuff like he kind of like crushed this record right didn't he beat it by like a couple days like it wasn't like it was it came down to like hours or anything like that it was like a couple days right
1: yeah definitely uh it was like three days or something which yeah. is,
0: I mean, again, maybe this isn't Signi- like,
1: significant. Okay, that, no, so that's. No, it is significant, yeah.
0: So that's kind of what I, I was assuming there. Um, guess I assumed right, but anyways, yeah. Um, so what was it like, like h- hiking, running with him, you know, during the heart of this attempt? Like, I, I guess, I guess, hold on, let me, let me start this. Um, was there ever a point where he slash the crew, everybody else supporting him, kind of, I don't want to say, like, knew he was going to get it, because obviously anything could happen, but a point where you guys kind of started to to realize that it was, like, a good probability, or maybe he started to realize that it was a good probability. Did that make sense? I know I didn't really word that super well, mm. but do you kind of know what I'm going for there?
1: Yeah, so what was, in other words, kind of what was the mindset? Did he Was he confident? Was he knowing he was ahead? And stuff like this. Yeah, yeah, m- yeah. More,
0: so, more so once he, like was a, a good ways in obviously because at the beginning you know you could be ahead but if you're only a couple days in still you're still fresh obviously a lot could still happen so i'm, I'm saying once he's kind of a yeah like like he's he's out there he's like more than halfway or whatever he, like he's in the thick of it um and he's still ahead like what's he he and the crew and yourself um feeling at that point
1: well i gotta say everyday spirits were high There was just a feeling of De- there was definitely a feeling that you were the winning team, you know, it wa- there was never any kind of, um, dark, moody characters in the crew. There was never any complaining. It was all about positivity. Um, in fact, it was almost like we were just out having a good old time together, you know, just camping and cr- camping and crushing, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, carol was carol's mood was just unbelievable i gotta say he he never complained about anything i do remember when we were approaching uh pennsylvania and you spoke about this or one of your guests did in the previous episodes um that he started anticipating the rocks and how it was going to be difficult and how could he cover the same ground so i just remember he said to me oh i'm a little bit sad and i was like (laughs) why what's up man and he was like, oh, I'm just a bit worried about Pennsylvania. You know, and that that was as low as I ever saw Carol in those 15 days. <laughs> he was honest. He was open. And then when we got to it, he was like, oh, actually, uh, and like you guys said, I think it's overhyped, you know, the, yeah. the Rocky sections. So, I mean, how they were as a team, or actually, I suppose, how we were as a team was just it was refreshing. Uh, You know, um, Carol was in physically good shape every day. He had a routine at the end of the day, he would get in, he would immediately sit down and have his feet in some kind of foot bath. Um, (laughs) he always took care of his feet really well, you know, I mean, it sounds like he was being pampered, but it wasn't the case. I mean, he's sitting on the floor. There were no chairs anywhere, you know? Yeah. he, He wanted to take away comfort. So in, the meat points with the crew, he didn't feel a difficulty in leaving. Oh, I'm leaving my comfortable chair. So yeah, he would sit down he would put his feet in a plastic bucket with water in. he'd eat his food. We'd have some jokes. Then he'd go to bed. So yeah. So back to your question, what was Carol like? It was a pleasure to be with. We didn't talk a whole bunch on the trail. And when we did talk, um, I I suppose you guys experienced this yourself with through hiking um, you can't just constantly talk, <laughs> otherwise you run out of things to say. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. just being quiet is enough and just experiencing, you know, your surroundings, the nature, the weather and so on is enough without the conversation. Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so, he
1: would, he, yeah, yeah no, so, so yeah, the, the, the question, like, what was Carol like? He was a pleasure to be with. He was in a great mood and all the things that I said.
0: Which is, which is, which is super awesome. It's a, uh, you know, I, I'm not really surprised what you just said there about, um, how you guys weren't really talking that much. And obviously, like, if you're, like, running and moving at a quick pace, that's gonna have some sort of impact, I assume. But, um, again, kind of going back to what you referred to there a few, a few seconds ago, just, um, even in the, even in the context of a normal through hike, it's like, um, most people, not always, not everybody. Generalization, obviously, but if, yeah, if I had to generalize, I would say most through hikers who are like, quote, hiking with people or like hiking with a group or whatever, they're not literally hiking like every single mile with those folks. Obviously, they're, they're camping with them. Maybe they're meeting up for lunch. Maybe they're meeting up a couple times during the day. And maybe they're even hiking a couple miles together. But like the majority of the time, they're hiking. By themselves, and I, I think it's kind of interesting how that kind of applies to something as crazy as setting an FKT as well. I mean, I, I know you guys were, like, together, but um, you're still not, like, a talking or whatever. Um, mm. Here I go. I lost my train of thought there. I was going to ask you... What was I going to ask you? Fuck. <laughs> I had a good one too. I, no, was really, I was really hyped to hear the answer to whatever that question I now forget was. <laughs> but damn it. <laughs>
1: hopefully, it'll, it'll come, hopefully it'll come back to you.
0: It's just hard because like there's yeah. so much... It, this is so like... um. Usually when I'm talking to someone who's done like a thru-hike, it's like I... I I know about that, so I can kind of easily pinpoint like where like the passion points are and in the things that other people want to hear about. But it's it, here. It's just like like uh, it's just like it's, such a, a foreign the, concept that I'm like kind of like a little bit overwhelmed but, in a good way. But you know,
1: yeah, yeah. But the thing is, it's almost like the same thing, but just further each day. You know, and and it wasn't like we were running fast. You know, the pace was really steady and easy. We could talk. We weren't out of breath. You know, so it's kind of like the same thing, but just each day, um, Carol went that bit further, you know, um, crushed a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but he experienced a- exactly the same things as you guys. I mean, it was really like a through hike, but faster, you know, so it's really the same stuff, um, saw the same things passed the same shelters, the, the the bears you know the nature so it did, <laughs> there's definitely a similarity. It's the sure. same
0: trail, man. Doesn't matter how how fast it's or slow same, you hike yeah. it. It's the it's the same <laughs> trail. It's the same amount <laughs> of miles. Um, it's the lem- AT, <laughs> yeah, dude, for sure. I I, rem- I remember my question. So we were talking about people and you know talking, not talking, or whatever. So one thing that I've always wondered about people who set FKTs like this is is what it's like to pass like your normal like normal hikers on the trail. So obviously, like every single day, you guys are passing people who are just either through hikers, um, section hikers, or even just day hikers who probably don't even know like what a through hike of the Appalachian Trail even is. So like people who are just complete beginners, um, who don't even know like what's going on around you. So what is that like? Did you did you did you have people who were like trying to stop you guys and talk? Did you have people who kind of knew what you're doing did you have a lot of people that just had no fucking idea and you just kind of say like you know tip the hat and what's up and keep going like i'm just curious to hear what um what the interactions were like with with other hikers who were not involved in the fkt whatsoever were yeah yeah what those interactions were like
1: yeah so i would carol was carol wouldn't really broadcast what he was doing so much um but i was really excited so i would tell people when we saw <laughs> through hikers i was like he's going for the FKT," and uh, they're like oh that's so cool and I-, I would probably stop and talk a little bit where carol would just you know um i mean actually no I d- d- don't let me paint the wrong picture it's not like he just carried on running and left. Right, me there right, and right. To I, I, I know what you mean though i think okay. but but he was a little bit more low-key but there was actually a form that we had this piece of paper um, and it was sometimes we asked through hikers to be witnesses, you know, just to make it legitimate. And Interesting. Um, yeah, we'd like sometimes stop and say, hey, do you mind like uh, filling this out? And I don't know what that had to do with it. I can't remember. Um, other, yeah. So some people actually would wait on the trail for Carol and then run with us, even some trail runners. Um,
0: like and people then who were just like fans th- or supportive of the attempt and stuff like that. Yeah, because word gets out in the community and people
1: find out what's going on. There's a record going on. So we had quite a few different people run with us, which was really nice because we got to hear their stories and hear about them. And, you know, they would ask us questions. And then a couple of the guys told us when Scott Jurek ran through or, you know, uh, some of the other record holders in the past. So there was a mix of people who knew a mix of people who were actually waiting trail runners. And then there was also the people who, who didn't know at all and we passed them and didn't even say anything. They probably just <laughs> thought we're out trail running.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like so, look at, look at thought... these crazy guys running super fast. Little did they know they were witnessing history. Like that's, that's so funny. I just find that funny because like, and, and I can't relate on the same level obviously, but even like just from a normal through hikers perspective, like every day you pass people, especially on on sections of the trail or parts of the trail that are more popular like day hike spots, like like, uh, McAfee Knob, for instance, like for every Mm. thru-hiker up there during the day, at least, a normal day, there's going to be fucking five to ten day hikers that know vaguely what the Appalachian Trail is and don't really care and are just up there for a day hike. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's like, even them, like when you pass them and they just kind of stop and say like, hey, nice view up there, huh? It's like, you look at them, and and I'm gonna sound very arrogant right now, but it's just it's just like, yeah, it's a nice view, but like you can't really relate to what I'm doing right now. So it's almost just like you, like you don't even like stop and, and talk with them that much. Um, oh, well, I, I guess sometimes you do if they're curious, but I just imagine that that um if I had phrased that better, at least that would just be <laughs> like magnified like even more because it's like you're just passing these ordinary day hikers and they have no fucking idea that you're literally in the process of setting the fastest known time for like the most famous long distance trail in the fucking world. Like that just kind of blows my mind if if you kind of catch my drift there. So I'm always kind of, kind of curious to hear about people's interactions. Um, Yeah, there's
1: definitely that. No, I was just going to say there's definitely a different kind of vibe to when you've um, passed a bunch of day hikers. They always seem to have more energy Whereas if you're passing through hikers, it's a different kind of <laughs> almost e- enduring kind of sustained energy. Um, and the through hikers, uh, sorry, the day hikers are usually like jumping all over the place, kids and happy and excited, mm-hmm. and and the through hikers are a little bit more like um, battled, you know, weather beaten, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's interesting to see the. De- you can definitely pick up on the different kind of um, vibe on the trail
0: definitely yeah. definitely and the day hikers smell a lot a lot better too um
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: dude i kind of want to transition into your fkt attempt so where to even start with this um let's 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 step back a little bit um before you even came to the states and hiked slash ran with uh with with carl is that how you said? carl Carell, carl right no you you've got it right carl, carl. so it, it's
1: uh, yeah exactly that's it okay um he'll, he'll he may listen to this and say christian that's not how you say my name oh boy <laughs> that's how i
0: <laughs> the fucking asshole host was misprinting no, she... <laughs> um so before you uh before you even uh came here in in, in 2018 to, to 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 pace or support whatever um when did you first learn about the Appalachian Trail? So so I know again, your circumstance is a little bit different than most through hikers who are just like me and, and wanted to set this goal of hiking the trail. Obviously, your circumstance is different. But um again, I'm especially as a uh, as someone who's not from the from the states as well I'm, I'm always curious to to kind of hear about how you learned about the uh, the Appalachian Trail.
1: So I used to listen to a podcast called Talk Ultra. And earlier on, you mentioned someone called um, Carl Meltzer, who had the Southbound record for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he, he's kind of like a co-host on this uh, podcast called Talk Ultra. So uh, because um, Carl Meltzer, actually, his uh, trail name is Speedgoat. B- because Speedgoat was be on the show, he would talk about the Appalachian Trail, and that's when... So I heard about it quite a few years ago with him talking about his attempts and his hiking and his history. So I first heard about it on a podcast.
0: I got you man. That's how I heard. And yeah, like around like when when was that? Like what what year? Like just uh, like where were you in your life I guess when when you first learned about the AT because where I'm going with this is getting into, you know, your attempt to to set the FKT uh for the AT, which is kind of a, a mouthful. But yeah, like um yeah, where where were yeah, you in five, your life? How old you were, were you and all that stuff?
1: Yeah, so five years ago I uh, I first heard about the AT. I would have been thirty eight years no, thirty seven years old and I'm forty no, thirty seven and I'm forty three. So have been forty I would have been 38 years old when I first heard about it and now I'm 43. So it was 5 years ago that's when I first heard about it.
0: So within the time the time frame of 5 years you went from learning about this trail to again one of the most if not the most famous, you know, that's debatable obviously, but one of the most famous long distance trails in the whole world. You went from learning about this to attempting to set the the FKT. So again, where I'm going with this is I want to know why you decided to try to set the FKT. I want to know your motivation. And honestly, I want to know what role supporting Carl played in your decision to go for the FKT in 2019.
1: So when I was with Carl in 2018 and I spent um, those 15 days with him, I'd say it was something that was building – it was like an idea, you know, I was there for Carol, I was supporting him and it was all about getting him, um, you know, further each day on the trail, mm-hmm. uh, make, you know, make, keep being a companion and, it, you know, it was all about Carol. Everything was about his attempts, his experience and so on. And while I was out there, I started, because like I said, we weren't doing a whole load of talking. So I, I was... In my mind a lot in my imagination and that's when the the dream i suppose was created when i was out there and i I started in my mind i started to imagine actually you know i think i could go for this record you know i i think not not that i just think i could go for it but i think i want to go for this record Mm -hmm. so that's when i first By supporting Carol and being on the Appalachian Trail for so many days and sleeping on the trail, running on the trail, kind of being there, that's when I realized the dream of, okay, I want to go for the record.
0: Right, right. So if if I hear you correctly there, the idea of you yourself going for the FKT was not in your head until you traveled to the States and were what were supporting Carl. Yeah, it wasn't like you you came over before he had even started. You came over to support him and it was already kind of in the back of your mind or anything. It was really on your supporting runs that 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 this idea kind of uh came to fruition, I guess.
1: Yeah, for sure cuz I'd have so many I'd probably be out there for I don't know t- around 10 to 12. I'd in between 8 and 12 hours. It's a bit broad, but they were, that was the amount of time I was on the trail each day. And probably we would talk for 20% of that. So, so sometimes eight hours I'm out on the trail thinking. And yeah, that's definitely when I started dreaming up all sorts of scenarios in my mind. But before I arrived on the trail, I knew, I knew people went for speed records and I knew about FKTs, but it wasn't really, it was something, it was definitely something which happened whilst I was on the trail. Yeah.
0: Interesting. So you know, I
1: guess,
0: idea, yeah, 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 yeah. So I i guess it's only kind of a natural progression to be like, okay, well, I want to kind of do this for myself. I guess I don't know. Maybe that's probably not natural at all. But for for someone who who does this stuff like yourself, um, for someone no, who's I walking, think it uh, is. okay. Yeah, yeah, I
1: think it is natural. Yeah, it does seem natural because you're yeah. out there and you're experiencing, uh, and I mean, don't. Don't forget, even though I'm out there running with Carol, I'm kind of looking at him. I mean, I'm only a small part of the bigger picture. You Mm -hmm. know, he's doing the whole trail. He's going for the record. He started at Springer. So I jumped in on day 11 and I jumped back out on day 26. So I'm only like, it's only a small part of the bigger picture. And when I was out there, I was like, wow, I think I want to, I want to experience this in full. So, yeah, this, I, I completely agree with you. I'd say it is fully natural progression.
0: Cool, man. So take me to, uh, to 2019. Take me to your attempt. Take me to the very start of it. Actually, no. Scratch that. Let's start even, even before that. Um, how does one go about even, like, starting to plan something like this? So you, you, you go and you experience, you know, supporting him, and, you know, your turnaround time was pretty quick. You, you were out there the next year. So, yeah, dude, how did you even start getting, getting all these uh, pieces together to, to make an attempt at the FKT here?
1: Yeah, so I'd, I'd say the record was it was broken in 15, then 16, then 17, then 18. So that seems to be, you know, like it, when I was out there on the trail thinking I want to go for my, ne- my own attempt, it definitely wasn't like, oh, I want to do this in two years. It was like, no, I want to do this on the next available chance, which mm-hmm. was the following year. And then when I was out there, I'd met a fellow called Warren Doyle. I don't know if you've heard of him. Yeah. Um, he had, Yeah. Okay. So I spent time with, uh, not on the support, on my supporting role, but then Um, I got in contact with Warren. I told him I was the English fellow who he had met and he said, he remembered me. And I said, I wanted to go for my own record. So what happened was me and my mother, I wanted to go for the supporting records as well. The same one that Carol did. Mm -hmm. So me and my mother went over in April of last year and we spent time with Warren and we met Warren and we stayed at his Appalachian trail school. And he devised a came up with a schedule, you know, a plan for us mm-hmm. to follow, um, during the attempt, And we went out also and had, um, a, I don't know, a week, um, on the trail also in preparation in April. So, so I suppose what happened was once I decided I wanted to go for the record, then it all was about planning it and planning what, um, you know, I mean, I'm just a normal guy, Uh, who does run coaching as a living. And, um, you know, I don't have, I'm not a professional athlete. I have won some ultras and some marathons and stuff, but I'm just like a regular guy, you know, so it's not like I had all these sponsors and I got money being thrown at me. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I anyway, so I started thinking, well, actually, you know, it'd be good to get some support, you know, from some brands, um, you know, even if it's just shoes and stuff. So I went to a couple of companies one of the first one I went to was a British trail running company called innovate and uh, I spoke to those guys told them what my idea was so then I started aligning myself with a couple of brands you know who might want to give me their products um, innovate also put a little bit of money towards the hire of the car and then I went out and did some training on the trail met Warren came up with the plan so there's all this kind of building of you know, creating a plan, and creating a start date, um, uh the support system, uh, then, as well, it's not just uh, also then there's the training. You know, I put in so much training, uh, some pretty big days out, usually thirty mile runs. Mm-hmm. and and all this was leading up to the actual flying out to America and then actually stepping foot on at Springer Mountain. So there was a lot of prep. You know before it was a year of prep, I would say, um and and then I went for it
0: and yeah. why don't we uh why don't we kind of hear that story then so you step foot on springer and um cuz dude like I said I I probably should have done a little bit more homework here but uh I I I have not heard this story yet I know you did not complete the FKT and I don't know what happened or how far you made it or why or any of that stuff so yeah why don't you uh why don't you just go ahead and like walk me through the whole thing. Like you don't have to just cut right to the chase. Like take me, take me to the top of Springer Mountain and bring me along on your journey until you uh, stop. Like what, what, uh, what happened there?
1: I really liked the the start time that Carol. You know, each day Carol would get up at half three and start at four, and mm-hmm. so the idea was that he was running. He would start running in darkness. Then you've got sunrise to look forward to. And then you run all day, and then just before sunset, you're finished. So there's no running into the night, and I liked that. And I thought, well, I'm going to take that same approach. So, um, I, And it turned out in the end, my support was my mother, um, and, whose name is Sharon, and then my cousin Megan from Ireland. She'd come over, so they were my support crew. I didn't really have any – I had a pacer coming out later on, towards um towards the end where i would have been in maine i think it was Mm -hmm. and uh yeah we're at springer mountain there's there's a couple of people who have come over who are friends with innovate to take a couple of photos and stuff well one girl and um called uh what's her name um not siri what's the other there's the, the that um alexa her name's alexa yeah (laughs) <laughs> so uh, she's out taking a few <laughs> <That's so
0: funny>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, she's out taking a few photos and, and I set off at four AM and I was in good spirits. I had a pretty decent sleep the night before, you know, I'm ready to go, it's exciting, and suddenly all this year of prep is you know, it's moving. I'm on yeah. the trail. Um, it's dark. Uh I signed the logbook in Springer Mountain and you know, and I'm just, the idea is just, I'm not even thinking of Katadin man. It's That's another lifetime, you know. My first thought was to just meet up with the crew back yeah, in the car yeah. park.
0: <laughs> I, can, um, I can relate then, to that on a yeah. totally different level, but slightly similar, because I was the same way when I started, like, Katadin is, yeah. <laughs> You're not thinking about that. Yeah. You, you can't think about that right at the start, but obviously your, your situation is a little bit different than mine, but, you know you get where i'm coming from
1: yeah i know exactly what you're saying um so so i mean the thing is when you're doing a supported attempt it's not just yourself so the fellow who carol's carol actually broke um his trail name is Stringbeads records or his actual name is joe mconeghi um he's the guy who carol broke the record so So Joe McConaughey or String Bean did a self-supported attempt. So he had no support and uh, Carol had support and I was going for the supported record. So I had to work as part of a team and my team were my mother and Megan and it didn't really pan out the way I thought it would or the way I wanted it to, there was friction. A lot between um, my mother and I are both very similar, so we will have our own ways of doing things. So um, we often would be not arguing but discussing things should be done this way or things should be done that way. And so the dynamics of the crew, I'm already planting the seed here, that things weren't good from the start, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, And then my cousin Megan was pretty much, had zero experience, also didn't have a driving license. So when it came down to my mother driving all day and she was tired, um, there was no one to kind of say, okay, I'm gonna jump in the passenger seat, you drive and uh, I'm gonna have a sleep. So right from the get go, I, I, I had to work with what I had, which was, you know, like my crew But Mm -hmm. really, I kept on comparing things very early on to Carol's crew who all had driving licenses. So Joe and Carol's wife and um, these guys had driving licenses. They had experiences because they'd done the Pacific Crest Trail. Yeah. So they already had things dialed in, whereas for us, it was just a new experience. So I know you said not to jump ahead and... Kind of just say, so, okay, what happened? But uh, go for what, it, dude. We're, we're
0: 50 minutes in. Yeah, go yeah. for it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to jump ahead, man. The the I got to Hot Springs. Um, so I don't even know how far that is on the trail. About
0: 270, um, 280
1: miles in. Got to Hot Springs and it was raining like hardcore. Got into camp. We were just situated on the front of Jen Far Davis has like a hiking school just on the edge of town Mm -hmm. and they they were kind enough for us to uh, set our tents up. I got there and so over the past several days the toll had eventually broken, I would say had broken Megan, my cousin, and she just looked like a a kidnapped victim who didn't want to be where she was. And I just looked at Megan and I knew right there and then it was over. And I said to my mom, I said, mom, listen, Megan's got to go home. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mum was kind of a bit frantic and like, no, no, we're going to make it work. It's okay. I was like, check it out. Megan's going home. The t- attempt is over. And she's like, no, no, I'll wake you up at 3.30 anyway. I was like, well, if you want, you wake me up. But Megan's going home tomorrow. So my mother woke me up early in the morning. I was like, listen, mum." have a sleep in. It's done. We, we got up, we packed the stuff up. Um, we drove to a McDonald's. We spent about four hours on phones, working out flights, working this out, working that out, sent Megan home back to Ireland, started off with the Uber ride from McDonald's and the attempt was over. That was it. And And I know it seems to, I've kind of abruptly just cut it short without saying why, but I think it was the whole dynamics of, And I'm not blaming my crew because your crew is something that you construct and you organize yourself. Of course. So I'm blaming myself for my choice of, first of all, if you're going to have two crew members, I mean, I could go into all the nitty pitty things, picky things, but you need two crew members with two driving licenses. You need people who have got a little bit of experience, if not a ton of grit, which my mom has a ton of grit. Um, so, yeah, that's how it came to an end. It came to an end because I just saw that my health, sorry, my cousin's health, Megan, her mental health, her well-being is was way more important than any kind of record attempt that I was going for. Mm-hmm. And when you're surrounded by people, even if it's one person who doesn't want to be there, it's game over, you know. yeah, so man. she had yeah, it was like an emergency evacuation situation. I was like, right, she's got to go. And that was it. That was, it ended in hot springs. So, um, it was very like short lived. So what actually happened for me was I gained a whole bunch of experience. I went to, you know, I went to school, I learned, I came out educated and, and, and my attempt turned out to be a whole learning experience of how kind of not to do it and how next time if, I wanted to go for something like this how to do it. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened anyway in a in a quick quick version.
0: See when when you cuz again I didn't really know anything about this before uh, before we talked now. When you said in the email like I went for the record and I failed that only led me to assume and I think reasonably so that it was something with you. Maybe you got injured or you decided to stop for whatever reason or, or even you fell behind the record and you just couldn't make up at that point make up the time at that point um i never even thought that it might have something to do with the the support the crew that that was supporting you so again as someone who doesn't know very much about this um that that that's that the that that fascinates me mm-hmm. honestly like uh because because yeah i mean it, it sounds like a no-brainer now, but obviously, if you don't have a crew who's on the same page, or you don't have a crew um, in 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 good health like that, of of course, there's going to be a uh, dentri- detrimental uh, uh, effects in that regard. I guess I'm I'm trying to sound way smarter than I actually am with these detrimental. That's way too big of a word for me, but um, <laughs> but that's uh, that's. I I just find that fascinating and honestly surprising. Like that is that is not what I expected um, uh, when I asked you that question, there, dude.
1: Yeah, it was pretty sad, really, because what happened was once Megan left in the Uber, me and my mom were standing there looking at each other, saying, "So what should we do? You know, we <laughs> I, what are we going to do now?" So anyway, the first next thing was to connect, contact Warren Doyle, and say, "Hey, um, this is what's happened." what do you recommend we do so we went up to warren doyles we stayed with him him a couple of days Mm -hmm. you know i i became very close with warren in in all these meetings and i don't know if you've ever met him but he's a very he's 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 a great leader you know he knows how to lead people so we needed some we needed to be led you know with everything had crumbled around us we needed someone to you know uh, give us some direction so he said come up we went and stayed with him for a couple of days and then he said christian why don't you go up to from um sorry new hampshire and go and check out the whites why don't you he said you know why don't you go and check it out because if you want to go for a record attempt there's a possibility that i could support you next year and you could use this time cause you've got a load of time remaining to go and check out what's like one of the tougher sections of the trail. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I did. I went up to New Hampshire. I, um, I did the whole state. Um, I loved it. It was pretty epic, you know, uh, to go from, um, what, what I'm not sure what state is hot springs, um, North Carolina. St- yeah. Well, you know, to go from North Carolina up to, um, New Hampshire and be up in those white mountains above tree line, Suddenly it was a whole different experience and I loved it, did the whole, did the whole uh, state. And then after that, uh, by then my cousin had arrived, sorry, my niece, my sister's daughter Mia had arrived, who was scheduled to arrive. One of my, someone who would be pacing me had arrived, even though they knew the attempt was over. And by then, I think my mom had had enough of being out on the trail and, you know, like looking after me. And I thought, you know what? Let's give a little bit of time back. And I was like, okay, let's have some fun time. So we went to Ben and Jerry's
0: in Waterbury. <laughs> um,
1: the, it, yeah, to Ben and Jerry's is the big factory. Oh, you know, I know, Amanda. That's yeah. I
0: live in a I live in Burlington, Vermont. So I live real close to there. That's like a yeah. It's like my home.
1: Yeah, that's right. I've heard you say and And we had fun times with family, and we did trail running and spent time lo- so much time swimming in lakes, and just enjoyed the rest of our time. But I got to see some tougher sections of the trail. and And what did I think of it? I gotta say I loved it. I loved going up. I loved going down. I liked the <laughs> um you know, technical descents, and, um, uh, and and so I kind of formulated in my mind then, that I wanted to go for another attempt in 2020. Yeah, you know, man. So, I wanted, yeah, Um. so so, so what's happened is, uh, right now, I have a race next week. This is the fourth year I've been doing this particular North Face 100K. Um, I landed like third on the podium in my first attempt. I was second in 2018, less than two minutes behind. David Emch, the winner, last year I was second again so this race kind of means a lot to me and I want to do my best so after next week my mind will be clear I'll have headspace and then I'll be thinking all about my 2020 Appalachian trail record attempt
0: which is freaking awesome dude um we we got time for a couple more questions here because because I was I was gonna sure. be leading into the the 2020 attempt so so yeah. it sounds like just just from the story you just told um, about what happened in 2019, I'm sure there's a lot that you would do differently. Some of that you kind of touched on already, but I'm gonna kind of have you talk about a, a, yeah. talk about that stuff a little bit more in in depth. So yeah, what um what are you gonna do differently this time?
1: Yeah, so first of all, I'd say it's it's 99% sure that I'm gonna go for another record attempt, and the date would be the 7th of July. Reason being is that there's also a female. Um, Warren Doyle ended up, um, putting his support out there for a female runner who is going to go, her name is Liz Anjos. She's going to go for the overall records, not just, um, Jen far but, um, the overall Carol's record. Sure, sure. So she's going for them. yeah. Um, and so I wanted to set out the same date as her. So that would be the date. Um, and the reason I say it's 99% sure is because. I still haven't, you know, gone into planning how I'm gonna kind of financially support this. I mean, as you know, like, I think a a through hike is probably cheaper than a um, supported record attempt because you don't have to hire a car. Mm -hmm. And one of the, one of the expenses, which is a big expense is hiring a car. So I still haven't looked into kind of what I'm gonna, I still have all the equipment, you know, from innovate, I got, a a bucket load of trail running shoes i got loads of equipment and stuff um but i need to look into a few things but yeah if if um i can kind of finance this through a sponsor then what i will do is first of all i'll my mother is still she's got a ton of grit she's um a great support crew but what i need to do is i also need to find another support crew who has a support team member who has a driving license so then those guys can share so really there's a lot of work to do and it's not to do with my own physical fitness or my own mental strength really to formulate um a potentially winning or successful fkt team i really need to think about the support because that's where i failed last year so that's what i would do differently i would need to really have a solid support crew in place and i'm going at the moment that's what i'm working on so i've been working on that pretty much for the past um couple of months and i'll continue to work on it but focus on it even more after this race next week
0: Um,
1: but yeah there's yeah there's a whole bunch of other things as well i would do different i guess i mean i've been out there i i know what it entails i i know I've met Carol since as well. We met up before Christmas and we spoke about his successful attempts and my failed attempt. And yeah, there'd be, it'd it be like a different expedition, you know, but the main thing would be, I got to focus in on the support crew. I need some team that I know I can rely on.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, well, dude, I cannot wait to hear what happens there. I, I need you to promise something to me right now i need you to promise that you will come on and do another episode regardless of if, if you're successful certainly if you're not successful i'd love to do another one and i mean this i i feel like i've learned a lot today about fkts and it is really fascinating to see um an attempt at the appalachian trail in such a different kind of uh i don't even know the best way to say this but a different kind of scenario yeah approach approach is the right word there um that is truly fascinating to me as someone who's hiked the at as someone who is very uh familiar with the at as someone who who loves the at it is really cool to hear about this stuff so yeah dude um I, I want you to go out there, give it a good shot. And, uh, I want to have you back on and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people listening that, uh, that want to hear about what happens as well. So, dude, I think we're going to kind of, kind of wrap this up here. Thank you so much for reaching out. I apologize again about the email confusion, which is my fault. <laughs> um, everybody listening, I was uh, not great about <laughs> responding to emails <laughs> over the last couple of weeks, but it happens. Um, so yeah, dude, uh, this, this was cool. Just just thank you so much, man. I, I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, you know, that's no worries. And if there's anyone I'd like to say as well that's out there, if they'd like to, you could leave my details maybe if anyone's interested in reaching out because there's a couple of people who I met on the trail whilst out there who were actually through hiking. Um, so what the idea is with the support is to make up like a patchwork of support. It's hard to get someone to commit you know, for over a month to, to, you know, selflessly look after somebody else, but Mm -hmm. to get someone to spend like five days or seven days or 10 days, that's a lot easier. So if there's anyone out there who's interested in being a part of this attempt, you know, you can just, I'm sure you'll put my uh, details in the show notes or something they can get in contact.
0: Yeah, dude, for sure. I was going to have you plug like your, your website, your social media, all that stuff as well. So why don't you go ahead and do that now?
1: yeah okay yeah so uh christian is spelled with the k the scandinavian way um so that's k-r-i-s-t-i-a-n so christian and then ultra as in ultra marathon u-l-t-r-a so that's one word there's no spaces or dots or full stops so it's christianultra.com and then facebook is christian ultra instagram is christian ultra twitter is christian ultra my email is christian ultra at gmail.com so everything's christian ultra if you just search christian ultra on the internet you'll find me yeah.
0: awesome awesome dude well uh again thank you so much don't hang up on me quite yet but to everybody listening thank you as well and yeah have a good one